Yeah. 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 Fast. Where's my water, Yako? What? My yeah. water. It's coming. It's coming. Hmm. I'll be here in about 12 hours. <laughs> what an evening. Unbelievable evening of inspiration. Kind of on a. What is it called when you're on a high? I'm on a crash now. This says it all right here. 693 people online went online to watch last night's live. 693 live people watching the Seum. The Seum was, I don't know, two, two and a half hours, and Judah wasn't there. I mentioned it a number of times. His wife wasn't there either. My wife mentioned it to me. There were people from all over. I mean, people that live in Ayalon couldn't come, but the, the people from Efrat, from Rechavia, from... German colony. Two people flew in. German we didn't colony. let them in. Somebody said I shouldn't make a joke out of it. I got a very, very long email. Who, who's Friedman? Anybody? No. It's, it's, it's 25th year anniversary. They celebrated last night there, and I got a very long email. I'm, I might read it or whatever. Very upset at me that I made light of the coronavirus, like I like to call it, the coronavirus, which I, whatever. There's a certain individual that forced his way in and I, he was bigger than I was and I couldn't get him out. And <laughs> fine, enough said. Um, but it was a tremendous, tremendous chizuk for me. I think the, the, main, the main point that um, was said over and over is that oh you're cheating again you're looking at that email what am I going to do with you it's Shabbos to be mischazik with the mischazik Shabbos and take it to the next step Where's, I'm missing a piece of paper here let's see this you can read meanwhile the, yeah so the, the guys pulled a prank on me here, I have that also. This is the gift they got me. One of many. Here it is. This is, uh, this is a couple steps up. Moshe Ehrenfeld is looking in amazement. He doesn't believe his eyes. There are four buses like this running around Bet Shemesh. Five, five buses like this running around Bet Shemesh to embarrass me. I'm not kidding. It's a busha for me, but I'll take it. It's... Um, it's a good one. It's a nice prank. I'll get you guys back. Don't worry. I'm, I'm not known to be a Nadanoikim. Rabbi Say, so there was two and a half hours of speeches. There were ten speeches. And I thought it would be very appropriate for me to chazer over all the speeches in eight minutes. Starting with Rib Nachman Seltzer. I don't have my notes here, so I have to do a balpeh. 
Rachman Salatzer did an amazing job emceeing the, uh, the fair last night and uh, the caterer came over to me and Noam after the fair. She said she never had something like this. Everything, let's go, let's go. Everything was tic-tac, it was gewaldic. And he takes a lot of pride in it. She doesn't, but uh, whatever. He did a phenomenal job to get things moving. And he said over a great story that there was a guy that didn't have children and he went to Rav Nisan Kaplan and Rav Nisan Kaplan told him, Bim Kaplan yourself, he saw that he's a little shvach in Yiddishkeit. Bim Kaplan yourself to Davin Meir B'Minyan. And he started Davin Meir B'Minyan and he once went to the Far East and he had to pay a lot of money to get a minion. And sure enough, after nine months, he had a baby. And by the way, Nachman, I want you to write a new book. After nine months, because I can't tell you, I heard thousands of stories that after nine months and one day, they had a baby boy. It's usually a boy. And, uh, and they named the boy Myrev, and uh, or Yaakov, the kids are, and then Rav Nisim Kaplan himself was so inspired by this, he was on a plane and he almost missed Myrev, and the kids are, he went and he, and he tried to get a meeting together, and the guy told him, Rav Vosner says it's also to dive in on a plane, and then he started offering people money, and the guy said, Rav Vosner says it's mutter if you're not going to disturb the stewardess. <laughs> and then Noam Fix got up and he gave an amazing speech, and he said, the only thing I remember from his speech was, Kolaroya Eli Bachaloim, you're in big, big trouble. <laughs> then Ari, Ari Rosenstein, he's not here anymore. We'll see him at the end of, by the, when Shabbos is over, because he's no Shabbos Balpeh. And Ari said that he's an anti-daffer. But he noticed that in all Shurim, they start off strong, 20, 25 people. After two, three days, they're down to a mezuman. And then afterwards, they're down to a chavrusashaft. And he noticed that in this shir, it's the opposite. It kept on growing, and Baruch Hashem. 780 people every morning, and he explained why he got hooked, etc. And then went Yudit Tzvi. Yudit Tzvi said that he has a very big Sahara. He has a very hard time convincing Sahara to do stuff. Yudit Tzvi is only 11 years old, but when it comes to the shear, his Yitzhahara schleps him to the shear. So it was beautiful. And then Akiva always sitting right, right opposite me, got up and said a beautiful speech. And he said in his speech that he actually took a page out of my book and he asked everybody, he said, what's the biggest thing in the current events today? He's waiting for an answer and everybody says, Corona. Correct, Corona. And Ellie's sheer is like Corona. It infects me, I mean affects me in a very positive way. And then we got, Double Factor got up there and he, what do you say? Uh, it's very contagious, he said. It's very contagious. Fever. Fever. Oh, and then he, oh, he also said a line. He said, and people started coughing next to me, and then he only realized that they're coughing him out of his seat. And that was a line for Rabbi Lewis, Dal Hakim Birmiza. And then <laughs> there are a couple of people here that get coughed out of the seats occasionally. So, oh, here he is. Another seat. Okay, Givaldic. Listen, if you, you heard the deal. If you get a bunch of selfies with buses, you might get a seat right here. We'll have to kick Chaim out and chop his father's seat back. I'll go upon him. And then we have Dove Factor. Dove Factor said that uh, we serve the best uh, cocoa in Beth Shemesh and that he once gave his mother advice when he, was, uh, he couldn't make it to the daf that day. And he, she told her, listen, mommy, it's not about the daf. It's about the yoimi. Then, of course, we had Mati Milodorf who I don't remember a thing he said because I was crying the whole time. He basically said, hi, my name is Mati Milodorf. I'm 42 years old. I have a 20-year-old son. And I've never made a scene in my life. This is the first time. And uh, he's there with his son, Chaim. And Bezir Hashem, Chaim is going to make a scene. Where is he today? That's it? 
Oh, here he is. All right, all right. <laughs> I couldn't either, my friend. I couldn't either. How old is he? He's going to make a see him Shabbos with us. He's going to be Givaldic. And then we had, uh, we had Fischl. Fischl, it was a huge, long speech. But he started off saying something like, and it's a mazel that we don't have milchik, so that's why I say, lasagna. and then he said that um, he was in line in the supermarket, and uh, eight minutes, don't worry, eight minutes. What are you worried about, Ruben? He's going to have to edit Yeah. He's in line in the supermarket, and he noticed that the woman right in front of him had a crazy amount of groceries, and the cashier was brand new on the job. She didn't know what she was doing, and, and he said that he decided instead of just uh, going nuts, he's going to turn on the eight minute video and he, he said it's better to spend eight minutes reviewing than eight minutes stewing. And then he said a crazy mice about the, the Kellen, that the, the, somebody in Kellen asked, what would you do if you only had one hour left in your life? And he said, Rabbi Isai, what if you only have one hour left in your life? And then he looked at us and he said, and what if you, if you only have eight minutes left in your life? And Nachman Seltzer was shocked and he wouldn't repeat the line. And then came the keynote speaker, Rabbi Nissan Kaplan. And I was crying a lot because my mother was also an Iftar at a very young age. And when he was saying about how they were singing around her bed in the last hours of her life, it brought back uh, crazy memories. And um, he, one, one thing that really moved me, and I think it touched other people because I heard it from a few people, he said just the night before, night before, he went to bed because his kids, he has kids that are scared of dying because their mother was just left there, he has 11 children and they sleep in his bed. It just happened three months ago, 90 days ago. So he has a bunch of kids sleeping in his bed and he was very, very busy that day and had a lot of stuff with yeshiva and he pushed off the daf to the last minute, not recommended and he went to bed and his kids promised him because mommy used to push him to do the daf. They said, don't worry, we're going to take care of you, we're going to make sure you do the daf. And even though the Gemara was very heavy, it fell on his face and he fell asleep. And at 2 in the morning, his daughter walked in and woke him up. And she said, you got to do the daf. And he started crying. So did I. Anyway, so that was, that was most of it. Then we had uh, Yeshua. Yeshua topped it all off. And he said that I work for him or something like that. I'm, he's the boss and I'm his, his partner or something, whatever, something to that effect. And it's true, it's all about Rabbi Yeshua. Look at him in the back, he's pretending that he's picking up a chair because he's in But he is 100%. Without him, we wouldn't be here. And uh, with that, let's go, Vaiter. Let's go into Shas. Yeah, and tonight, Rabbi hold on one second. Tonight, it, I have nothing doing yet, but there's supposed to be live music, sushi. And other stuff, we'll have to figure it out, but there's going to be stuff in my house. Last year, it was a big Balagan, it was open to the whole community, and all these Shiva guys came, and they got drunk. Tonight, we are toning it down. It's basically just for the guys in the Shir, and some of my close Chaverim, some of my son's friends. Maybe I forgot to ask Zevi, maybe Zevi, maybe you'll bring your friends, maybe bring your DJ thing, I don't know, we'll schmooze. But it's going to be a nice matzav, and uh, there's not a whole lot to do in, in Bet Shemesh at night. So I highly recommend this. An hour and a half after the after shul, come one, come all.
confirmed. They're just rolling. They're rolling. They're rolling. The buses are rolling. The bazillionists are happening. The Ayin Hara. The. I hope an hour and a half after Megillah Lanings, after the fast. If you want to fast, you could. Ben Zakani, he keeps on going, this guy, Yaakov. So schmooze with him. See if you can control the guy. Okay, I'll go upon him. I had a whole schmooze with Ben Zakani. Okay, oh, all right. So we have a daf to do today. Yes. What? No, I was just, I was Messiah. All right. What are you saying? You're joking, right? Now we're chazering over yesterday's daf. I know it's Erev Purim. Okay, so, so, so he has a kasha on yesterday's daf. Let me give you the rules of daf yoimi. You're probably new to this. There's a couple of rules you need to know. We never, ever, ever go back to yesterday's daf. We never, ever go into tomorrow's daf. If there's, if there's a word in the middle of the that's where we stop. There's a few rules that you need to know and you need to... If you have, if you really, really have a kasha yesterday's daf, we'll talk about it after shir. Because you didn't finish yesterday's daf, we're still in yesterday's daf, you can ask me. No, 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 that's where yesterday's daf. Wherever I stop, that's where yesterday's daf. No, 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 that's your yesterday's daf, not mine. All right, right, so we're doing, we're doing yesterday's daf. We're chazim over yesterday's daf. Yes, yesterday's daf, unfortunately, didn't come out. First time in a very long time because of the whole seum and everything. Uh, today's a tinus, so because we're gonna have to catch up. Yeah. Raboy says, so look at these sheets that you have. Let's go over real quickly. You have the sheets. The, the sheets that I have over here, it comes from Simon Wolf, is a tremendous Tam Chacham, YU guy from Shiloh over there, so he put it out. But it has pictures in it, so if you're into the pictures, it's great. First one we had, first case. Again, in the Isra of a Hitzah, to transfer from one domain to another domain, you have to do an Akira and Hanacha. You have to lift it up, uproot it, and place it down in another domain. If you do one out of the two, you're not Chayev. Only in the Rabbanon. Case number one is the Achnasa Va'ani. Achnasa means going from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah means from First case is the Ani. He does both. Akira and Hanacha. He picks it up in Rosh Hashanah. Why is he an Ani? He's not poor. It's just the name of the guy. It's a character called Ani. Because it happens to be most of the times the Ani is outside and the, the Balabayas, the usher is inside. He has a house. But just to make it short, as we said yesterday. So the Ani picks it up in Rosh Hashanah. Places it in Rosh Hashanah. He did both. Second case. He takes something from Rishul Sayachet. He sticks his hand into the house, pulls an object by picking it up. He did an Akira, placing Rishul Sayachet, did an Anacha. That's one guy standing in Rishul Sayachet doing two things. Now you have the reverse. You have a guy standing in a private domain, a Balabais. He could either pick up the Chayfetz in his house and put it outside, and that's called Hoytzah. That's case number three. Or he could stick his hand outside, grab, pick up a Chayfetz, do an Akira, Bring it inside, do hanacha. That's case number four. In these four cases in yellow, they are over the Isidaraisa. Even though only Haitsa is mentioned in the Torah, but Hachnas is a Tolda, and a Tolda is no different than an Av. What, what do you get if you do an Av? We didn't discuss yesterday, but we're going to see throughout the whole Masechta. If there's Edim and Asra, you get Skila. 
if there's no Edim and you did it on purpose, you get Kares. And if you did it by accident, you have to bring a Karban Chatos. Then we have, now how many people are involved in each case? Hachnasa, Haitsa, how many people? Two people. As you see in the picture. Now we go to case number five. Case number five, six, seven, and eight involve two people doing half, 50% of the melacha. So you have case number five, Hachnasa Da'ani. That Ani sticks his hand into the Shusayachid. He actually does two things here. He lifts up, he, he sticks his hand in, the Balabai sticks something in his hand, and he moves his hand outside. So he does the transfer. That's important to some Rishonim that learn that that's the problem in that case. What? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 right. You're right. He went from Rishos Rabim, he lifted it up, sorry, Achnasa, thank you. Little Rishos Rabim, stuck it into Rishos HaYachid, but he stuck his hand into Rishos HaYachid, and from there, the Balabayis, the usher, took it out of his hand. So, who did the Anach over there? The Balabayis. That's why neither of them are Chayiv, because the Ani did that Kiri, he lifted off from Rishos HaRabim, stuck his hand into Rishos HaYachid, but he didn't do an Anacha. He only stopped right over there. Could he bring his hand back out? If he wants to. That we're going to see in the Gemara. The other half was the Hanukkah, which the Balabais did. Case number six. This is Haitzava Balabais. He did an Akira in his house. And the Ani did the Hanukkah in Rishus Harabim. But who, who transferred it from the Rishus HaYachah to the Rishus HaRabim? The transfer is also slightly important to us. The Ani did it in this case. That's the difference in the cases. Because the Ani stuck his hand into Rishus HaYachid. The Balabais did the Akira. He lifted up the object from the floor. But placed it into the Ani's hand. He did the Akira, but he didn't even transfer it out of his house. He just transferred it and put it into the Ani's hand. Case number seven is again Hoytzah the Balabais. But over here, what's different? In both cases, the Balabais lifted it off the ground. But in this case, the Balabais stuck his hand out the window and he did the transfer out of the Rishos. And then he deposited it into the Ani's hand. And the Ani did the Hanacha. So it's 50-50 in terms of Akir and Hanacha, just the Balabais did a little bit more in this case because he stuck his hand out the window, out the door, out, out of the domain. And case number eight is another Hachnas of Ani. So if you look at this, case number five and eight, are the Shnaim Shin Arba. When you're talking about one and two is the, where the Ani does everything, case five and eight is where the Ani, where the Mishnah describes the Ani of doing 50%. What did the Ani do in case number eight? He went from Rosh Hashanah and he put it into the Balabais' hand, but where did the Balabais' hand end up? The Balabais' hand was in Rosh Hashanah The Balabais stuck his hand out into Rosh Hashanah what we're going to be discussing right now is the Gemara, the Mishnah counts this as eight cases. In fact, if we look at case number five, six, seven, eight, there are two people involved there. So each case should be built out of two cases. Case number five, six, seven, eight should be four, four, eight cases right there. One regarding the Balabayas, let's say, 
picking up an object and not being over, and then the, the Ani placing it down in Rosh Rabbim and not being over. But it's two cases. One is talking about a Balabais, one is talking about an Ani. Why don't we consider those eight separate cases for a total of 12? Because you have four in the beginning of the Mishnah and eight in the end of the Mishnah. That's the Gemara, but we really have 16 cases. Because if you look at the first four cases, you also have, you're dealing with two people in each case. Yes, they're much more passive. They're just standing like a golem over here, sticking his hand out. But he's potter. And to say, the Ani is chayiv, that's case number one. The Balabais is potter because he's just standing like this. That's case number two. Let's see inside. What? Act it out. That's your job tomorrow. All right. Zok to Gemara. We're holding three lines from the bottom. Why are you telling me there are eight cases? It equals 12. Because the last four cases of the Mishnah are really eight cases because they're dealing with two people in each case. And yes, you're right, in each case they're both potter. But you got to talk about a balabais, you got to talk about ani. It should be counted as eight cases. Well, if you're counting the amount of people per case, and how many, each one, because what's the Gemara's question? Why is it considered eight cases? Because we're looking at Isurim. How many Isurim were done in each case? Two Isurim, two separate Isurim. One guy did a Hanacha, a Nakira, and one guy did a Hanacha. Two different cases. Yes, Midrash, so you have to do an Akira and a Hanacha. But we said Midrash Banon, either one is the Isser. So we're talking about Ruvain who did an Akira and Shimon did an Hanacha. So it's counted as two separate cases, two separate Isurim. One did a Bayrer and one did Toichen. Well, what's the connection? So talk about eight different cases. Ask the Gemara if, if so. Then every single case in the Mishnah involved a second person. And yes, the four cases in the ratio, Ruvain is Chayiv 100%, and Shimon is Potter 100%. But it should say that Shimon is Potter, and he's part of it. Oh, so it's not an Isser. Let's see what the Gemara says. That's not Kasha. Says the Gemara, Potter, Umutter, Loikotani. Yeah? Like, like Zevi just said, it's not an Isra at all. It's Potter and Mutter. I'm not discussing something that's 100% Mutter. Yeah, I could pick my nose and shout. Why should I say it? It's not Asr. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, I, but we're discussing things that are Asr. Like in the Sefer the Mishnah, the guy that does a half of Melacha, Justin Akira, he's over in the Rabbanan. That's what we're discussing. Something that's not over anything at all. It's 100% Mutter to stand like this. No reason to mention him. El above the but in the second part of the Mishnah, the Potter of Allah, Sir Kashya. Yes, each and every one, he's Potter, but it's Asur. And this is a concept we're going to see over and over in Mesach Shabbos, the concept of Potter of Allah, He's Potter, Midai Raisa, he's not going to get Skila, but it's Asur. Rabbanon said, you know, I do have a Malacha. Rabbanon one last thing, I, I, I have to mention this. If every single person in the Shear was like Chaim Kornbluth, who himself probably brought five, six guys this year, I don't know. Then we, we, we need a building of... For two. Every single person should take it upon himself to bring one guy. 
Not so much to my shear. Of course to my shear. But I'm saying like, to learn, to learn Torah. Don't be passive. Don't say, oh, it happened by itself. If every single person, all you have to do is be like, you don't have to be like Yeshua, running around the street and bring hundreds of people. Bring one person, or you'll change your life. You know how much schayr you get if you bring one person to Torah? We saw last night the people that didn't make siyumim in their lives. You could be part of that. There are people in this neighborhood that never opened up a Gemara in the last 10 years. So if every single person here brought one person to get them to go online, to come to the shir, it would make a huge difference. And we're in Mesech the Shabbos. We've got to bring more people to learn Torah. Rabbi Yisai. Zog the Gemara. Whatever it is. Eight minutes is not enough. 45 minutes. Hello, Bavad Yisai. The Bavad Yisai. Kashio. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. You're telling me that the ratio of the, of the Mishnah, the guy didn't do anything. He stood there with his hand and he's completely potter. There's no such thing, says the Gemara. Why? For now, there is such a thing. The Gemara says now. There is no such thing. Everything that's potter in Shabbos, potter should be potter. There's three things that are on a list, and guess what? None of them appear in our Mishnah. Therefore, our Mishnah, even if a guy stands like this in his house, and, a, and an Ani from outside puts an object in his hand, Potter, Avalosur, Lachar should be Osur. Why? Because it's not on this list. What does this list say? Seidas Tzvi. What's the case? Obviously, you're not allowed to catch a deer on Shabbos. But, if your friend caught a deer, by trapping him, a deer walks into the house and you stand by the door, that's Asur Minatayur Yitzad. This animal went from a free animal to a captured animal. You made a difference here, you are Tzad. Now, if you stand by the doorway with your friend and your friend walks away, you didn't do anything. Zero. Because this animal is already trapped, you didn't add to anything. Emmela, it's Potter Mamish Mutter Mutter. Okay, case number two. Say this Nachash. You have a snake, not a poisonous one, but a, a very hurtful one. It's going to hurt you bad. And you want to catch him. Why? Because you don't want to be bit by him. You don't care about his skin. You don't want to make something beautiful. You don't want to pet. You want to just make sure he doesn't bite you. What is that called? And we're going to have this one of the most famous halachas and concepts in Mesech Shabbos. Melacha shein tzrichel agufa. Melacha, you're not doing it for the object itself. You don't want to catch the snake. You just don't want him to bother you. That is 100% mutter, umapis mursa, and if you, you know, like these teenagers that have zit, you want to get the pus out of the zit, you don't want the hole, what do you want? You want the pus not to bother you, and Rashi says later on in the Masechta that it's because of the tsar, we weren't machmir, and Mela, that's also you're not trying to make a hole, you're trying just to get the pus out, mutter. Yeah, I said, if it's bitzar. So Mela. But even if you make it bleed. That's what comes out. That's the Tetzor. Mm. Well, let's let's leave that. Okay. I go bottom. Now you're saying Psikresha. Psikresha. Yeah. Nanicha. Okay, right. no, let's clear. finish that, the whole thing. We'll Fine. I'm not, not making a Psikresha. I'm telling you what the Gemara says. I'm, I'm not a Pisic. Anything I say, by the way, just take it with a great assault. Even when I say it says in the Mishnabur Mafurish, don't really believe me. Says the Gemara as proven before. So what's the kasha? The kasha is that this case in our Mishnah of a person putting something in somebody else's hand is not mentioned in these three things. Seems like he would be over some sort of this or his potter of a loser. Says the Gemara, all these three things, he's doing, he's taking action. 
and he's sitting by the doorway and he's catching a snake, he's popping his zit. This, standing like this, like a goyle with your hand outstretched and letting another shagitz put something into your hand, is no maisa. I didn't do anything. He put it into my hand. So Mamela, there's a whole list of things like that that you can do on Shabbos. Huh? Yeah. The shagitz. Shagitz means somebody's over Isra. Don't be a dyke with my words now. So the kids are, we call them Shagit. You, know, you, ever, you ever went through Gimel and they called people Shkotzim? Well, come on, you're talking to Jews. Bet, I mean. You're Gimel. You, did you ever? <laughs> and you weren't there last night. Yeah, so the Gemara, Antoisus points out that there is, there is no Isser Shabbos over here, but there is an Isser Lefneiver, very interesting Antoisus, that if he can't do it by himself, if a short over Lefneiver, if there's no shelf there and he needs your hand, to help him, he needs your assistance, your lefneiver, even without lefneiver, whole tosis, fine. Mikol mokrim. Bottom line is, tartis rehavim. But okay, so let's talk about the safe of the mission. The ratio, you convinced me that he's, he's a passive part of this and putting something in his hand, he's not over anything, zero. It is part of the list that Shmuel says that it's mamish mutter and Shabbos. But the second part of the Mishnah, that he's an active part, that he, he did part, he did an hanach, he did an akira. Over there, at least he's 50%, chay, he's high of 100%, midrabanan. So why don't you consider it 12 cases? Why are you only consider it, considering it 8 cases? Says the Gemara concept, If you look in your charts, we're only counting the guy that starts it out, the guy that does the Akira. A guy that does an Akira, he could come to do Hanacha. He could finish the, the melacha and be chayva da'iraisa. A guy that, the second guy, that's participating in the hanacha part, we're not discussing him at all. Because he could only remain in the Rabbanon, and Mamela, we're not talking about him. We're only talking about people that could get to a da'iraisa. And the Mishnah only has eight such cases. Fine, end of the sugya. Shneim pturim. Both of them are potter. If two people do a half a malacha, two people do one malacha. I'm not I'm trying to think about it because somebody asked yesterday, what about a regular? I don't know like where in the Torah could you do one. I guess that it's possible. No, no, on Shabbos I know. In the rest of the world, the rest of the Averis of the... How do two people eat chaylev? They can't. Two people shot is like, okay, I'm sure there's something out there. I'm just not thinking. It's not coming to mind right now. Two people that could do one isr deiraisa other than this, because this Pasuk is, is not only by, by Shabbos, the Pasuk that says Shnaim Shasu, as you're going to see in a second, is a general concept. Says the Gemara of But at the end of the day, there's 100% of Isra that happened between two people. They should both together bring a carbon. They should both together have a half a skila. I don't know. But they, should, they should combine for an Isra. Kalayim. Was that Shabbos? What was that? Blind and and and, and in in Gneva. What was that? What was what was the case over there? Was it Gneva? It was, there was Shemrim. No. Okay, fine. It's possible. It's possible. Making a trefa is an iser. Oh, okay. Cutting off somebody's head. We had in in uh, in in Ritzicha, It's possible, or it's not possible. Fine. Tanya Rebbe Yoimer. How do we know this whole concept? Mi'amar is Ba'asoiso. Ba'asoiso, says the Gemara, 
I could chop up the word ba'asois oiso, make it. Ha'oiso es kulo. The only time you're chayiv is if you do a complete melacha from beginning to end. Veloi ha'oisas miktasos. I learned from this pasuk a concept that I cannot be chayiv on a half a melacha. Yachid va'asa oisa chayiv shnayim va'asu oisa pturim itmar. The same exact thing, maybe in better lashon. Itmar nami or rebchir bar gamdo nizrukam epichabur va'amru. They threw it out. Ba'asoisa yachid asa chayiv. This is basically how we say it. Two people who do a melacha, they are potter. Because it's a pasuk. You have to do the whole thing from beginning to end. What happens if my friend piles up on top of me beer and meat? All sorts of stuff, says Rashi, it doesn't mean food, it means anything, it's just a marshal. This is what people would typically take outside. When he starts walking, obviously Tosis points out, he wasn't walking. He didn't, if a guy is walking and somebody throws something on him, we don't have the question. The question is, the guy was standing still, he loaded him up with stuff, by picking up his foot, is this that, does it have the same halach as me lifting this thing off the ground? I have to do an akira. I have to lift something off the ground, I have to lift, and I have to put it down. Lifting up my feet is that I don't jump off the ground, I lift one foot at a time, I'm moving. Is that considered an akira or not? Akira's gufoik, akira's chayfiz mimkoimidomi, umechayev, this guy will be chayev for haitzah, transferring an object from. Domain to domain. Maybe walking and moving an object from place to place is not considered an Akira Nanoch. Guys, Now he anticipates a question right away. So, what happened? Rav, Rav, and Rebbe. Who's Rebbe? The author of the Mishnais. He's a Tana. Who's Rav? Rav, Rav is his Talmud. He is an Amoira slash Tana because he was right at the right at the cutoff. So you have to make you have to you have to put your foot down at some point, even though they were literally they were Rav and Talmud, they're only twenty years apart. But he still sometimes could argue Rav Tana Poli. Fine. So he asks his Rebbe this question: Is Akira is walking in Akira Anacha? Says his Rebbe, when an Ani sticks his hand into Rishus Hayochid. And the Balabais put something into his hand. How do we view his hand? His hand is attached, attached to his body. And his body is in Rishus Rabim. And now he goes like this. He moves his hand. What is this? Is this an Akira? What is this? I move my hand. What's the difference? I move my whole body or I move my hand. I go like this. I go from a Rishus Hayochid to Rishus Rabim. The Mishnah said the potter. It's not as if he took something from Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim. Nothing. All he did was he put it down in Rishus HaRabim. But he never transferred from Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim. We don't consider that a movement. We don't consider that Akira. We don't, we don't consider it an Akira. Why not? My time Gufoi Nayich, Yodoy Nayich. When you move your body, your body is stationary, and then you move your body, so now you just made an Akira. 
the hand, you never did that. So Melo, he's not over. Yeah? Yeah, but never moved anywhere. It never, it's just part. You go like this. You're not moving. You have to move your body that's stationary to the ground and uplift it. I don't know if you remember, it was a long, long time ago, but we learned in Brachas just a few weeks ago that Rav was all nervous. Rebbe, his Rebbe told him, go wash your hands. We had it twice in Brachas. And Rav got nervous and he's like, what's going on? Maybe my hands are dirty. And Rebbe said, calm down, don't worry about it. Rebbe is just telling you he wants you to be mezamen. Who's, who told him that? Rebchia. Who's Rebchia? Rav's uncle. And this is very interesting. How is Rebchia Rav's uncle? Because Rav's parents happened to be Rebchia's mother, uh, sister and brother. You hear this? Rebchia had a sister and a brother who got married from different parents. And they had Rav. So Rav Chia was Rav's uncle. And he says, Bar Pachsi, you're, you're, you're the son of G'daylam. He's calling his own brother and sister. You're the son of G'daylam. I noticed, I don't know for sure, but I noticed that it's like, it's almost like a, how do they say, like a backhanded compliment. Because kind of like, we had in Brachas also the same Lashen. And it wasn't, it wasn't so positive over there, I think. Like, come on. You're Ben Gdoilim, how, how do you do this? Didn't I tell you, I'm your uncle, didn't I tell you, he's talking to Rav, Rav, Don't, this is the famous Lashon, when a Rebbe, not Rebbe, when Rebbe himself, Rebbe, not a Rebbe, Rebbe himself is learning one daf, one daf, <coughs> don't ask him about another daf. <laughs> Oh, it was part of that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway, so don't ask Rebbe from another Masechta. You could come to embarrass him. You hear this? Don't ask a Rebbe. If you know the Rebbe doesn't know the question, doesn't know the answer, don't ask him. It's not nice. If not, for the fact that Rebbe is a Goladar and he knows everywhere, you could have really embarrassed him. He could have answered you something. That's not real. That's not true. Why? Why would he answer something that's not real? He would just say, I don't know. Shlomo Katz, the Rashim Hebron, he said, because the Gemara says, if not for the fact that he's got, in other words, a person that's, in order to say, I don't know, you have to be a Gavarabba. It's, it's also godless to say, I don't know. The Mishani Loch, I only have four minutes. The Mishani, I only have four, now I only have three minutes. The Mishani Loch, Shinoya, the Lav Shinoyu. Hashto Mia Shapir Mishani Loch. But now he really answered you a great answer. I guess we're going to have to do away with that halacha today. It's a terrible idea, Avi. If he was holding on to food before Shabbos, so it says Mufurish over here. He was he had he was holding on to food. It was on him already, and he just walked out after nighttime. Walking out, that's considered an Akira. Rebbe was right. Omar Omar Abaya. 
No, the whole thing. He did that kiro. That kiro is the main thing, and then he had to put it down in his rishos. That's not enough. Omar Baya. Pshitali, that is Pasha to me. Yodishal Adam, Eino, Loikirshusarabim, Veloikirshusayachid. Listen to this. I mean, you put your hand, you extend your hand outside the window. You, t- you stick your hand out. What is this hand? What is it? How do you view it? Is it part of my body? And my body is in Rishusayachid? Then I'll have a lot of problems. Is my hand Rosh Rabbim because it's above Rosh Rabbim? And you know what the Gemara says? It's neither. It can't be Rosh Yachid because right now it's in Rosh Rabbim. And it can't be Rosh Rabbim because at the end of the day it's attached to my body which is in Rosh Yachid. So he proves it. It's not this and not that. You hear what's going on here? Give shmakilamdas here. Deep stuff. We're learning it in five seconds but it's deep. Think about it when you go home. If this poor person or the Balabais, no, sorry, the, the Ani, the Ani, he's in Rishus Rabbim. He sticks his hand into Rishus Hayachid. If the Ani sticks his hand into the Rishus Hayachid and the Balabais takes out of it, you see that he's Potter. Why is he potter? What happened? The Ani stuck his hand from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah. If I view his hand as a Rosh Hashanah, what did the Balabais just do? He took an object from Rosh Hashanah and put it down in Rosh Hashanah. But we said that he's potter. Obviously, the hand that's extended from one Rosh Hashanah to another doesn't have the Allah of the, of the Rosh Hashanah that he's standing in. Otherwise, the Balabais would be Chayv Doi Raisa. If I view this hand, you hear Shmuley? This hand that's coming from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah Maybe it should be Rosh Hashanah because the Oni is standing in Rosh Hashanah Okay, so then if that's the case, the Balabais that removes something from the hand, he just removed it from Rosh Hashanah Yes, it's in the ear space of Rosh Hashanah and then he places it down on the floor of Rosh Hashanah He should be over there, right? So he took from... Elamai, it's not a Rosh Hashanah Okay? Rosh Hashanah Yachid I did, I said that, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the reverse, also I can prove from the fact that the Balabayas is also potter and is not considered Now, what about the fact, let's make this a new gather called Carmelis. What is a Carmelis? We mentioned it briefly yesterday, we're not going to talk about it today that much. Karmelis is not Rosh Hashanah, not Rosh Hashanah. It's in between somewhere. Okay, it doesn't have all the categories, it doesn't have all the, the limitations in, of Rosh Hashanah. It's not Rosh Hashanah, it's not 16 Amah, it's not 4x4 four four with, with walls around it. It's a Karmelis. So at least make it, it's only Midorah because Midorah we only have two Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah. So maybe you should say that this guy should be over an Isser, the Rabbanon, because now, right now, a guy started out, so he stuck out his hand. That's the question. A guy that stuck out his hand into another shows, what's the halacha? Could he bring his hand back in? Did Rabbanon say that it's also for him to bring his hand back into whatever Rishos he was in? Yeah, you hear the Shailah? We made his hand into a Carmelis, and now by him moving his hand from Rishos HaYochet back into Rishos HaRabim, it's as if he uprooted something, he transferred from a Carmelis to Rishos HaYochet or from a Carmelis to Rishos HaRabim, and he should be over. What if a person was in Rosh Hashayachet and he had fruit in his hand 
And he stuck his hand out the window. Has it ever happened to somebody in Shabbos? I don't know. Stuck his hand with something out the window. But still, we have a contradiction. We have a contradiction. You're allowed to, you're not allowed to. Maybe that goof is the machlokes. The marsova is That's exactly the shaila. Maybe we punish them. You can't bring it back in. If you bring it back in, you're over because it's a carmelis. And by bringing it from a carmelis into Rosh Hashayachid, you're over. And the other one says, no, your hand is not a carmelis. It's 100% mutter. I can go back. Loi. The kuli almiki carmelis damio. Veloi kashi. Kan lematamasoro. Kan lemalamasoro. If you're below 10 tfachim in Rosh Hashayachim, then it has Allah of Rosh Hashayachim. Rosh Hashayachim only extends up to 10 tfachim. Anything above 10 tfachim is a mokim p'tur, to the point where Toysavis holds that I could, some Roshonim HaMachulakim, I could take something out of my house, above, if I'm right here, out this window, is mutter for me to extend outside. Why? Because that's not Rosh Hashanah out that window, because it's more than 10 Tvachim above the ground. It's only also for me, below the 10 Tvachim, and that's the difference in the Brisa. The Brisa that says Osir, because it's below 10 Tvachim, Brisa that says mutter, it's above 10 Tvachim. Unfortunately, we have to stop here. We'll do a lot tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem. On Purim. Purim, what time? 7 o'clock right here. There's a minion before Vasikin. There's a minion after in Bnei Yeshivas next door.